I wanted to ask you recently if you had any like horse experiences. You wanted to ask me mm-hmm. if I have had yeah. any horse experiences. Yeah. Now, like, what do you, you mean by that? <laughs> have you like experienced a horse like in a have I in a normal like in, way I'm... in the way that Mike Pence had, likes to experience a horse? <laughs> I'm not familiar. Is this? A... Are you pulling so you that don't, out? You of your don't ass? know about this? No, I don't. Enlighten uh, me. Oh, I'm and I'm just referencing. There was a pretty funny internet joke. This would have been in 2017 when uh, Mike Pence made some sort of campaign stop for Greg Gianforte, her mother kind of motherfucking bitch ass, MG Republican, and uh, posted something on Twitter, a picture of him riding a horse, and uh, attributed a caption to the photo of a quote from the credited to the to the late Ronald Reagan down there in hell. And uh, the quote attributed to Reagan was there's nothing better. I think I think the quote was there's nothing better for the inside of a man than the outside of a horse. Or something <laughs> like that. <laughs> so there's the obvious assumption. That Mike Pence was getting himself fucked by that horse. Yeah. <laughs> or himself fucking that horse. But one or the other, but so I don't have any horse experiences like that. What did he mean? But <laughs> riding a horse? Yeah, I think just yeah, riding a horse puts Puts the, a man's soul at ease. I think it's kind of the gist of it, but it sounds like he was getting fucked by a horse. It really does sound like that. I've yeah. I've ridden a horse, but but one time I think only a solitary, only a solitary time. Ridden a horse in the traditional sense of like in a saddle. Right, right, right. Yeah, like a guided pack train in uh, Zion Canyon in Utah, I believe. When wow. I was in, like in third grade or maybe even younger. Wow, that sounds like a, a beautiful ride. It's a great experience. Have you ever been to like the horse races? No, I've never put any money on the ponies. <laughs> Do yourself a favor. Experience uh, the thrill of a horse race before you die. I don't support them at all. I want to go. You know, I should go sometime when it's safe again. Crow will go put throw some throw some money on the ponies. <laughs> yeah, grab those little like f- those like folded papers and shit that everyone's carrying around. What are those? Do you know? Uh, are they like receipts for your bet? You know, so if your your pony wins, you can bring that back to the bookie and uh, say, "Hey, look at this. I uh, pay up, pay out." But they're always like looking at them and marking them. I I feel like if they were the receipts, I don't think they would need to be checking like every few seconds that their horse is still the same one that they put money on. Yeah, but those people are, you know, remember compulsive, compulsively <laughs> betting. 
if we do ever go to the go see the ponies, I uh, will spend the whole time doing bits of like that from Seinfeld, where Kramer overhears those guys being like, "Come on, his mother was a mother. It rained last <laughs> night. This guy loves to slop, lives to slop, eats up the slop." <laughs> His father was a mother. His mother was a mother. His mother was a mother? What did I just say? <laughs> That's what I'd do the whole time we were at the race. Oh, man. We would stick out like, like sore thumbs, you and me. Just you and at me. At the racetrack? Yeah, drinking some, you know, mint juleps. Well, you uh, blend into these types of environments, and you're also from the South, essentially. So. Yeah, yeah. You'd blend I, right in. Yeah, throw you become on. like a shadow. You become part of the scenery, part of the wallpaper, real quick. <laughs> Quite literally, wouldn't mind that. Uh, but yeah, I I could be down. How much would you stake on a horse? It seems so weird to me putting fucking money on horses. It would depend on the name. It truly, to me, it, it truly depends. It truly depends on the name. Like, um, like uh, you wouldn't want to put your money on someone named like Small Smithereens. No, I definitely would. You would. Yeah, Small Smithereens or like Dusty Bucket. These are lucky names to you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Or uh, (laughs) Citizen Overdrive. Dom Toretto? No, I would not bet on that horse. <laughs> it's too obvious. Do you, yeah, it's trying too hard. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, what you know the tur- Like, I think a good sort of turtle name for a horse. Ostentatious wit. Um, greased tortoise. Sonky Bulgar. Ziggly bleakless. <laughs> party hardy marty oh my god yeah he would get one sheep farmer th- randy sheep farmer randy rob uh el gamo el gamo oh yeah yeah methuselah was, fence methuselah fence yeah these are quasimodo quasimodo <laughs> i feel like again like the tortoise Quasimodo moves slow and he moves steady, but and I feel like he would have underdog odds. That's true. You know, that's true. And he would also have wild card odds because yeah. you never quite know what Quasimodo is going to get up to next. You just quite simply do not. Yeah. Like, had he just like spent the previous 24 hours on a fucking acetone binge or. Is he actually good to go for the race? Would you like that? Yeah. I would want him to currently be participating in the race under the influence of acetone. Because I think that's a... I mean, some countries consider it a performance-enhancing drug. Hey! What up, what up? (laughs) Listener, and welcome to Hostile Vibes from Wholesome Places.
with hostile vibes from wholesome places. This is uh, hostile vibes from wholesome places with Hooks and Crow, the Hooks and Crow show. Um, this voice, these dulcet tones, these warbling uh, baritone chords, I don't know, uh, belong to me, Hooks, along with my very own trained talking crow host. <laughs> did you get that? Yeah, I sure did. Did you like that? Yep, crow got in crow pose. Kroga pose, essentially. Mm-hmm. <laughs> crow does Kroga. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I I was thinking that's sort of like the have you ever heard the of like people that stand up on like the edge of toilet seats and sit in that position to and like drop it from really high altitudes into the bowl did you have you ever heard that referred to as shitting like a crow no (laughs) no i've never heard about anything like that people do that they go in and yeah it's called like crow shitting um and you can you just like you leave the toilet seat down but you like get up and sit it from it's like similar to the gargoyle pose back when people were were um, were gargoyling things. Uh, you just get up on top of the bowl and drop it down. You know. See, I prefer. I'm a strict adherent to the practice of pigeon shitting, <laughs> which is where I climb up to the top of like a street light and will crouch above it in the dark of night or on the bright of day. And uh, drop my wet waste and uh, solid waste onto a passerby below. <laughs> yeah, so many different variations on how you shit like that. Really... <laughs> People will yeah get hit with my with my butt mud and look up and I'll <laughs> squawk at them. <laughs> And flap away to the next uh, the next post. You're not alone. Yeah. <laughs> There's people all across this planet shitting on heads of passerbys and then squawking <laughs> at them. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's huge in Seattle. Um, but anyway, Crow, this is a big day. You are a big day. This is a fucking big day. Um. <laughs> uh, a day that we've put off since Tuesday, is that right? Yeah, yeah. It's I think a so. Friday. We originally planned to record it on a Tuesday, and every subsequent day between the two, Wednesday and Thursday, and, and now here we are on Friday, here we which are. to me typifies the energy that this week has had for me so far. I've not got an entire amount done. Yeah. Um, which I will say may or may not have some fact to do with the with the uh piece of evidence the occurrence of uh we were haunted briefly (laughs) by the ghost of half jack over here this week and uh you know that whole situation was conducive to sort of uh somewhat debaucherous past week or so Mm mm-hmm 
Yeah. Did it get witchy at all? We went to a graveyard. You're going to love this. I, I don't know if I've told you this at all. We, one night while Halfjack, the ghost of Halfjack was haunting us, we uh, were in the midst of some revelry. Sure. Um, I was in a more micro than macro way communing with the fungus as we like to say and uh we were inside and then we went outside and it was dark the veil of night had fallen and uh it was one of those classic situations where you go outside and are confronted with a sight that just makes you go (laughs) yeah because the thickest shroud of fog i have ever seen in my life had fallen upon the seattle region that evening and uh, it was incredibly spooky but also incredibly vibey yeah and uh i immediately was struck by the thought of like oh and so i we like got I got, you know, the, the rest of the boys out there. I was like, come look at this fog. It's pretty, it's pretty sweet. And as we were all kind of filing out onto the deck, looking out into this foggy night, and it's a kind of quiet, and it's bright up when, as close to when everybody was just gotten out there and it kind of quiet down. And then just from somewhere, we hear this, like, siren start to go off. Oh, God. And it didn't sound like a cop or an ambulance or a fire truck or anything it was some kind of i think it was maybe we lived by a bridge like a drawbridge and i think it was maybe the drawbridge was going up or or something Mm. but yeah just somewhere in this dense fog and i was immediately like i uh feel like it's a question of when not if some sort of uh tentacle (laughs) or face pokes through the fog some sort of horrid monstrosity um, something horrible some sort of cloverfield monster type <laughs> type thing peeks peeks through the peeks through this uh, shroud of fog didn't happen but we did <laughs> under the cover of that deep dense fog on this very on that same night to uh, go to a nearby graveyard <laughs> oh my god so and, wait was it was it next to a church kind of chill there no it was like a private cemetery gotcha gotcha wow but it was extremely vibey and extremely spooky mm. i i didn't really think there was going to be any rising of the dead that night but i mm. did think that we would see some sort of like igor man cretinous <laughs> villain creature would be also out in the graveyard that night you know and so i I thought we might end up getting caught up in something we didn't want to you know we're like we witnessed some grave being yeah dug out for some sort of fell purpose and uh, (laughs) we uh have to see it you know and god have a you know a pursuer or something therefore after but yeah nothing nothing like that happened but it was It was an extremely vibey, and it brings up something. I want. I I was 
commute i was talking with the ghost of half jack about that i think you'll relate to where i was like so there is something about dabbling in the psychonautic realm where with a high frequency like notable shit occurs Mm -hmm. and i don't know if it's like you're just paying more attention to stuff or you attract crazy energy or what it is you know but like can i tell you what i think it is it's not often always something normal going on there's always there's almost always something abnormal sets in you know with mm-hmm. with the uh with the shift in perspective yeah yeah i th- i think you're just i think that it's like you're hyper aware of your four humors and how beneficial it will be in the long run for the long haul. Sometimes whether micro or macro, you have this moment of realization of like how important it is in the long run to evacuate yourself of those things. when the time comes, um, otherwise- <laughs> that's what you think is the most important <laughs> <laughs> understanding you get it you get a next level kind of like understanding of your digestion yeah well yeah i mean you've got bigger and brighter things to to experience like you know a graveyard like a cretinous man uh that you just want mm-hmm. you to expel yourself of those things so that you can get to the real like meat of the experience just making room pure and simple exactly making room below so that you can have room above that's exactly right <laughs> um but uh what do you what have you been up to crow oh anything interesting yeah um i speaking of horse races and gambling i okay to, to invest in some crypto recently oh boy uh so i get, i tried that out we'll see how that goes um not really having fingers crossed it is a pandemic but did that been watching those volatile markets as they say or volatile whatever one uh and have been really like trying to bask in the sun as much as i possibly can lately because we we have been blessed over here for the past week with some real sunny, delicious days. And it's like the sunny, pretty cold, but like manageably cold days of Montana that I really enjoy in the, you know, come December. And there's really, it's fucked up. There's like no snow on the ground at all, which is sus as they are saying. Yeah. Um, It's extremely sus. Yeah. So I've been getting out and just like recharging my dermis. Hmm. What about you? Uh, similar, similar. Yeah. I wanted to did 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 the watching of Haunted Mansion like change your perspective on on cemeteries and graveyards at all? The movie didn't didn't really stick with me in any meaningful way. <laughs> I'll say. I can't believe you're saying that. I've just noticed for myself, I was in a cemetery recently too and um, spent some time like looking around 
of what was around me. A lot of graves, as you'd expect. Yeah. Uh, and I just sort of like had flashbacks to like the talking heads scene of a uh, of haunted mansion. Um, Where David Byrne shows up when they're in outside the crypt, as it were. And uh, I don't know. It seemed like more of a playful place. See, the thing is, I barely even remember. I don't even really remember what you're talking about. There's like those heads and they're like singing like like doo-woppy harmonies together and like Beach Boys stuff. Uh, Outside that fucked up crypt where they like get the key. I can't believe I remember this much. Is that where they like go into the extremely gross dead water? (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. I remember that part. Yeah. Right. Um, but any, but anyway, crow. This is our four, our fortieth episode. Big day. Um, I can't, I can't quite believe, I can't quite believe we we ever did it. Yeah. We ever even got to forty? It's crazy to think about the fact that that all those forty episodes were in less than like one year yeah yeah it's it's quite a bit and i i went back and listened to i think the first nocturnal emissions that we have recorded dirty Um, bubble doppelganger exactly yeah i listened to some of that and then i listened to the first quarantine companion which i think was the Catan episode right yeah yeah i it's something like a dead sprint to the twig board or something oh no it was crickets for catamere <laughs> right. dead sprint crickets for, for catamere is the name yeah. of that episode yeah yeah and it, and it's kind of surreal looking back and being like holy shit like when we were first doing this it was just such a regular thing to be meeting up at like flips at 11 30 p.m and then like heading, <laughs> heading over to fucking god to the studio you know? i that's that is fucking me up because I have like a truly vivid, you know, those those kind of times where you'll just kind of catch yourself taking in an awareness of like a scene in a random way where you're like, no, you're just like going to remember that particular moment for whatever yeah. reason. Yeah, I have one formed that is me pulling up two flips on like a cold night getting ready to record the nocturnal emissions and like just having it like be kind of weird but like a total one of those missoula moments where you're just kind of pay attention for a second and you're like what a fucking vibe yeah <laughs> what a, what a massive vibe exactly. i miss it i really do on a simpler days it's yeah. crazy to think about <clears throat> yeah that I mean, it wasn't even really, it wasn't entirely the same show because it was called something different, but yeah, it's wild to think about doing the same thing in, you know, just like over a year or so, but like fucking so goddamn much. Yeah. Yeah, man. And, and it's weird to me. I think like one night that we decided not to do it 
would have been our last time in the studio. Am, am I mistaken there? I can't remember. Dude, I think you're right. I think we we kind of bailed on it. Yeah. The original nocturnal emission format because we were like too tired. We got too drunk or something. Yeah, yeah, I don't exactly. remember, but yeah. classic fashion. But uh, yeah, dude, the uh, uh, real kind of bitter theme of 2020, man, is a lot of lasts you don't realize are your lasts. Yeah, for sure, for sure. But it's been a fun ride to say the least, like seeing this move into, into what it's been. Uh, the last episode I thought was fantastic with Pat. I really enjoyed that. Um, hearing that crazy story. And there have been just some crazy characters along the way that I feel like, uh, you know what I do miss though, is I, I miss playing music as well. That that yeah. is one thing yeah. I miss from the, from fun. the first days is is being able to play some some Kraken tunes as long as well as you know just having the, the other luxuries associated with being in, a stu- in the studio nine eleven two yeah I forgot what that episode it's called I have to look <laughs> <Yeah>. it up <laughs> crazy yeah nine eleven two was great but yeah I and it's crazy to me you know I mean to even take it further back this is outside of the timeline really but like looking back from like asp gasp and grasp <laughs> to where we are now with hostile vibes for all some places you know it's just like been a, a crazy ride plateau yeah yeah <laughs> yeah utter plateau of quality yeah. but yeah i know it's uh yeah i don't know it's fitting that the show at the start shed so many skins Mm -hmm. because i think we all did this year we've all molted multiple times Mm -hmm. um multiple molts if you will we've all gone (laughs) through multiple molts uh but this hostile vibes format is a loose term Mm -hmm. (laughs) <laughs> but the format is this has been you know we've officially i think a little bit ago we crossed the threshold of having done more hostile vibes shows than uh quarantine companion or nocturnal emissions show mm-hmm. combined you know so it's now the bulk of the canon right if you will, um, I will. And uh, you know, we're uh, we're we've got our uh, our own. We're a couple of guys. We're we're a guy, a couple of guy and bird pair, <laughs> who uh, keep keep we each like to keep our own <laughs> schedule. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but I. So, you know, it's an irregular rhythm, but we I think we have settled into like a pretty good rhythm with the show of just kind of, you know, kind of turning them out, so to speak, at this point. Yeah. Um, But it's been a I've I think it's been a good thing overall to have done it for these 40 episodes. I think it's made my life better doing it i've enjoyed you know it's like helped me kind of uh 
it's done what we sort of intended it to do when we reoriented the quarantine companion i think where it was like i don't know it's kind of uh helped bridge bridge that enforced gap this year you know with like the friends and and listeners who uh and the emissaries you know and the hostile vibers who uh will like talk to me about what we talk about on the show and like listen every week and Mm -hmm. um even if they do or don't reach out to you or i about it like uh to people who listen to it it's helped it's helped uh yeah bridge it's helped to like fill some of those gaps when we do see each other when we do talk yeah um and uh yeah i i like uh doing it knowing that uh, there's at least five or ten people reliably uh 40 plus uh subscribers uh who uh tune in regularly or every week and listen to the bullshit and yeah at least a handful of them who keep up on it as much as we sort of do and making it like a spotted spotify rap season Mm -hmm. which could be interesting to talk about i don't know if you've looked at yours crow but i have uh, yeah um i i've had four or five people at least already shoot me a screenshot of hostile vibes being their top or in their top <laughs> hell yeah we just i don't know what that says about y'all but we appreciate it we love the <laughs> listeners we love the hostile vibers and the wholesome placers crap you hold a spot within our bodies oh yeah yeah they all have a stake at a certain part of my flesh oh yeah, that was the, everyone that was, gets a, gets a little portion. That was the implicit contract they signed when they started listening to this show and hit that subscribe button. Is that you know it's sort of like you know investing in a company. You know you, they're investing in us. I got to give them something. I'm going to give them my flesh when I'm done with on this planet. Are they responsible so, for maintenance of their stake of your flesh? I mean, they can do whatever they want with it. It's their flesh. I I don't really have any power beyond my death, you know. Oh, okay, but while you're still alive, they don't have to maintain it. No, I'll take care of it. I'll I'll peck at it, get the little bits and chromos out, you know, that type of will thing. Will you Will you keep it nice and supple? I would keep it nice and supple, you know. With a high butter intake. <laughs> yeah. Yeah i'll rub my flesh with it i'm feeling a little crusty i might need to take a butter break at some point soon yeah and butter yourself up yeah like a turkey yeah like a butterball turkey but yeah i really appreciate these people who will be receiving my flesh after i'm dead whether they want it or not (laughs) yep that's that's the best you're gonna get (laughs) crow from crow listener um yeah that's cool yeah i'm i'm kind of uh 
excited for episode 50 too it, it'll there's going to be some new material for us to watch in the interim one of them i feel like at some point we should do scent of a woman i'll watch that up and we can yeah, talk about it we I, can talk if, about it if it is as fucked up as you say it is in a good way <laughs> um yeah there's a few things that i feel like are imminent yeah we 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 have a good idea of something kind of special we want to do when we hit 50 mm-hmm. yeah. which i'm not gonna say it's gonna be in 10 weeks yeah <laughs> so like it's it's coming down the road but it, we know what we're, we're saving something for that that we're pretty excited about yeah i think that'll be good it's a pretty man. raucous occasion yeah for sure <laughs> <laughs> um sorry that just reminded me of something pat said on our last episode to me about that (laughs) oh yeah yeah but we've teased it before with two words yeah i guess we have put it out there in that episode what it was about Mm -hmm. yeah two scoops fake crab (laughs) also also fake crab fake crab so stick around for at least 10 more episodes until we get to this we tell you what we mean when we say fake crab yes uh plant seeds will they bear fruit we shall see um what else what else what else yeah uh we did i guess we are due an end of november film club entry but we did do spy kids like in the middle of the month yeah and yeah. also we've just thrown we're, we've kind of forsaken whatever kind of schedule you know confinements of time sure sure i mean what's the use of keeping proper time this year anyways haha <laughs> you see spotify, oh, bro. did you see spotify's little joke at the end of the rap that was like um and Cheers to you. Thanks for getting through the 67 months of 2020 with us. Blah, blah, blah. Spotify. Mm. <laughs> they're funny. Yeah, they're funny. I There's why something funny about them. They should have gone with 69. That would have been funnier. Why, why is 67? If it's going to be an arbitrary number anyways. You know. Yeah, I think you're onto something there. I really do. <laughs> they, they censored themselves. Yeah, I think they really fucked up. Yeah. Have we I had, got have we had sixty-nine months this year, do you think? <sighs> what would your number be for the amount of months it feels like? Um how many John Moons? Oh uh, I feel like I have gone through eight months but each month has 80 days divided into four sub months of 20 days 420 oh i didn't even think about that bro your brain uh, just went there god god bless your soul yeah 
I uh, so you're talking like I don't know. I've had I've had I've had sixteen hundred days. I've had weeks that took took months and like months that took days in twenty twenty. So yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, rough. I can't even. Sometimes at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Often I, at the same time. Yeah. I, I I guess also I wanted to say beforehand, uh, one thing I've really appreciated about this show uh, has been my exposure to a realm of films that I would have not otherwise watched, I bet. Uh, just reminiscing a little bit on Big Trouble in Little China. Goddamn. What a That's a good one. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah, we should get... Get your brother back on the line sometime. That'd be fun. Maybe yeah, send him he a listens. Woman. He yeah. listens. Open invite. Daddy. Daddy, come <laughs> back. <laughs> um, so I've got a new thing I'm obsessed with. What's that? Is a, a new fidget? show. And oh. I want to pitch it to you. <laughs> okay. Okay. I think you I think the ghost of Half Jack when it returns to its native haunt in the crow's nest. Sure. Um, we'll maybe be interested in checking this out with you because we yeah. watched a shitload of it last night. Uh-huh. It's called Alone. Okay. A-L-O-N-E. Go on. You can find it on the History Channel. Okay. But you can find it on Hulu. Okay. And it's a reality show and the premise of it is they've got 10 it's like survival experts on the kind of scale of like amateur to professional survival experts mm-hmm. all really weird fucking guys yeah all combinations of the handful of guys you and I know who fancy themselves survivalists, you know, like the full spectrum of survivalist type of dude is represented. And the competition is they get dropped in like Vancouver Island or wherever in different places, you know, like in the Pacific remote Pacific Northwest. Yeah. And they just get like 10 items. And the contest is to see who can survive and stand themselves long enough the longest just out there by themselves so they all get dropped out there like by themselves and they have to like film themselves holy shit and it's amazing within one episode i was absolutely obsessed with it because these guys are all complete weirdos who should not really be on television (laughs) but are all trying to be like bear grills or something but then like the in the first episode like one guy quits the first night because he was like i didn't expect there to be like bears here and he's like (laughs) so scared of the bears that he like can't do it and all this shit and it's just like the guys immediately start going insane (laughs) <laughs> just like immediately <laughs> deteriorate their mental health to an insane degree 
and are just like documenting their descent into insanity and like the editing on it is so good <laughs> it's so funny um it's amazing i cannot so, recommend it high enough oh my god so do they have to like find their do they have to like find their way out of danger or is like someone there like so like- I, I have a hunch that there are some some uh some seams maybe i i think i think there's some clever kind of cutting around things maybe to obscure exactly what the level of observation and kind of like you know yeah kind of ensuring your safety is because the way that they present it is that like these guys are truly out there and they can call for help at any time, but it takes time for the rescue team to come to them. Yeah. You know? So there's like a couple of times where guys are like getting stalked by mountain lions or bears or whatever. And they're like, Oh man, I uh, hope this thing doesn't kill me in the three hours before (laughs) <laughs> and then it'll cut to the rescue team and they're like i don't know if we're gonna make it three hours is a long time the bear could fucking eat this guy and i'm like <laughs> I, don't know. Okay. I think that they probably have things under control a little bit more than they lay on because in my brain i'm just like they wouldn't if they truly just took the level of chance that they presented as definitely more of these guys would fucking die every year and you couldn't do the show if there was that open of a risk of these guys dying doing this because just like the publicity would be so bad that there would not really be any point in doing it right so i think that they like what did you expect to sending these amateur survivalists out into the wilderness yeah like obviously something bad could happen yeah so i think that like and also i don't know they get a lot of times the kind of quality and caliber of footage that i don't feel like super confident a lot of these guys could achieve on their own yeah without unless they go, go went to like a they made them go to like a class or something beforehand, which isn't impossible. But <laughs> I, I basically, I think they just have, I think people, I think they have them a little bit more kind. Of, I think they're a little bit more on hand to help if need be and like yeah. a little bit more around these guys, maybe then. But they do all go completely crazy. So, like, I, I think they are all left alone you know like nobody's interacting with them people might be ready to kind of help them and get them out if need be but nobody's yeah. nobody's talking to them clearly because they're all going fucking nuts yeah yeah and Dude, recording I... themselves it's like it's like normal weirdo survivalist guys all recording their like castaway 127 hours <laughs> but they've only <laughs> been there for like two days <laughs> it's so good <laughs> it's so good that and it's funny good. when they they do shit where they're like yeah i think i can drink this water and then 
the next scene is that being like i shouldn't have drank that water <laughs> i walked 50 feet up and saw a bunch of dead fish like sitting in a puddle like right in the same body of water i was drinking from like oh god now dude. i'm sick and hallucinating it's so good <laughs> oh, so good there was one guy in an episode we were watching last night where he's like filming himself muttering as he like walks around the woods having like dehydration and like giardia induced hallucinations Jesus. and he's like he's he's muttering to himself at one point and he's like looks at something and he's like oh man that i thought i saw that that really would be, if i saw that that really would be a hallucination or he's muttering he uses the expression like then i really would be hallucinating and I, <laughs> at the time i was just like listen <laughs> every time in my life I have said to myself, oof, and then I really would be hallucinating. It's because I have already hallucinated <laughs> yeah. and I'm trying to convince myself that I wasn't. So like this man has been in the midst of hallucination, you know, like yeah, that's like yeah. you say in the midst of hallucination. He's not, gone not already. right before they're about to hit. They've already hit at that point. <laughs> but it's so good. You have to watch it. You're yeah. going to love it. Oh, yeah, I I would love that type of because I I already am fascinated by the concept, so I can't wait to see what these <laughs> these crazy men get up to. Yeah, you're gonna love it. You're what gonna be obsessed with it. Ideations they go through as they just descend <laughs> into madness in the woods. Oh, it's great! It's so fun to watch. I keep like, I I I do kind of wish you could make a ver you could do it where it got a little bit more like absurdist or something you know where they did see like terrifying visions and stuff and you could see it on <laughs> yeah. there or i'm like it could also be funny it would also be really funny to have one of these shots where this guy he's got this like camera set up around you know with like a tripod and he's like saying something in front of it but he's like totally going insane and being like i bet that uh, I gotta get some, I can't get some water and I'm going crazy and uh, it's just I didn't think it was gonna be so hard out here like breaking down and crying and then like the camera just keeps rolling and like uh, Nez Pierce or uh, like a Salish person just like walks by yeah. <laughs> through the forest like looks yeah. at the guy and is like what the fuck is going on with you and just walk, you know, walks away yeah. like I've been out here for like 35 days just living living with the land yeah, drinking dude. water out of fern leaves or some shit you know like just cause yeah. they're it's so funny how they all think that they're these incredibly hardy survivalist men and then fucking a night two nights three nights into being alone by themselves in the woods they're just it's completely crazy. losing it yeah yeah i would love to watch that man especially because i know some people like when you said that before of like the people that we already know that are like that i thought of a couple yeah we know just... i was what i was saying last night we know a couple people and we know i was we know one guy who i think would would want everyone to have him be the first one to come to mind as like this guy should do it yeah and then we have another friend who in my brain was like the second guy that i thought of but then was like oh he would actually work because i'm watching it and i'm like immediately i'm like i think the key to winning this game is 
who is going to be the biggest because all these guys know what they're doing so mm -hmm. there's like the knowledge level is is all fairly requisite although the common sense is lacking from a lot of these guys yeah but so it's like common sense level is the prerequisite and then the second one is like how much of a of a freak they are already <laughs> because like it was the guys in the first couple episodes who were like super fucking weird already but yeah. then i was like it's gonna be the guys who are most fine being alone by themselves yeah, yeah. and it's like gonna be the weirdos who just react at like a seven to everything throughout like three weeks of being there than the guys who like react at a 10 to everything yeah you know yeah. or rock it up from like a one to a 10 on everything for like three days and so i was like okay you know so i it's the 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 facsimile guys you know the superficial guys the guys who are all who are bluffers and who are all kind of like aesthetic survivalists without any kind of ability to cope with their inner demons do not do well but the just sort of like uh introverted guys who just truly would prefer to spend the days uh watching moss grow on like a riverbed are the guys who are gonna fucking take home the prize in this case you know so it's like it's the ones you, you think of second the unassuming right the guys who are just like yeah walking around barefoot out there and shit like yeah yeah i i can think of the, the one that i'm thinking of for sure does that sort of thing for recreation for christ's sakes like he just drops himself into the middle of nowhere for 12 days by himself for fun like that's what he you know he survives to have fun he know? should really i honestly think he he should try to get on the show because i would be fascinated to watch him just like yeah stay there for like a year yeah well <laughs> come the thing, out with a big old beard and, and a mane and be like okay did i win i wanted to make sure i stayed in longer than the other guys <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> he never comes out he doesn't want to yeah <laughs> at the end when they go and pick up the footage they find it in the woods and there's just this last clip of him saying goodbye to the show and thanks for the boost out into the woods thanks yeah. for the ride yeah thanks for the ride <laughs> yeah thanks for choppering me into vancouver island i'm not coming out <laughs> send the check to my woman i don't want it i don't need it i'll burn it if you send it to me out here that guy would he would do so well he's gone feral Truly yeah if a feral human yeah he'd be fine he'd be mm -hmm. fine yeah for sure he'd be like He'd run into a bear on the first night, but then it would cut to the next morning where he'd just be sleeping in the bear's arms. Yeah, exactly. For they one in the same, yeah. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I'll have to give that a watch. Uh, but uh, this sh the show also has a lot of uh, just absolute... Absolutely wild Canadian nut jobs. Which brings me to speaking of Canadian nut jobs. <laughs> nice. Um, the bulk of, uh, maybe not the bulk, but uh, the focus ostensibly of this episode, Crow, 
we kicked around a f- bunch of ideas, mm-hmm. didn't we? Yeah, we sure did. Back and forth, like tennis, like a tennis ball. Yeah, like pong, like we a volley. Pongers. Um, we say. thought, but you wanted to do a top forty list of reasons we didn't kill ourselves. Yeah, but yeah. then we both realized how hard it would be to come up with forty. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That was or even twenty each. A very twenty twenty moment there, for sure. Yeah. But massively, uh, massively twenty twenty. Yeah, yeah. But then, yeah, we. I had. A, I had this thought. We could talk about. Just, you know, it's just the two of us, just Hooks and Crow. Mm-hmm. We haven't talked about one of the classic Hooks and Crow buddy comedies. One of the classic <laughs> duo, dynamic duo adventures, you know, no guests. For sure. Or at least no guests that we're going to get on the show. Yeah. <laughs> um, but we're going to talk about hooks and crows weekend in the great white north yeah <laughs> overnight I, essentially trip yeah yeah i still remember many moments of that experience uh quite vividly still uh, to this day my only time venturing out of uh, the bounds of uh united states yeah didn't you you had just gotten like a gimbal or something like that, or like a shoulder mount or something. Yeah, I, I had like. just gotten a, a new camera and, and like camera rig. And so I was constantly taking like photos and, and videos of a, of a bunch of dumb bullshit on the trip. Yeah. Which I don't think, I think if, I think I probably do have yeah. some of that footage around, but I think it's on one of a couple hard drives of mine that are. Will will need to be uh, like recovered. Sure, a data scientist in a clean room someday when I, if I ever have disposable income. <laughs> yeah, sure, sure, yeah, but yeah, can Canadian nut jobs? You hit the, I think you really hit the hammer on the nail. Is that what the expression is? Yep. You hit the nail on the head is what they hit say. Hit the nail on the head. Hit the hammer on the nail. You hit the hammer on the nail, young man. <laughs> yeah. But uh, good for yeah. you. Yeah, because that was one of a variety of characters we got to meet that night. The nut jobbiest for sure. For sure. Um, but yeah, could we could we talk about uh, our excursion up to the Great White North right after uh, a little pissy break? Well, I mean, if you insist, if you got to make a little bit of wet streams come out of uh, your front butt, yeah, you're all right ahead. That's exactly what I need to do. All right, we're gonna take a little break. Uh, gaming, gamma, Pippi. <laughs> okay, okay. We bring in the studio this morning. I think they fucked. I think they fucked too. I'm like, I I have no hard evidence to uh, to make that claim, but I at least have enough soft evidence to make that claim. 
Your Honor. <laughs> That's Rudy Giuliani in court. Yeah. yeah. And prosecutor, yeah, yeah, litigating one of the election cases. Your Honor, I don't necessarily have any hard evidence right now. It's more soft evidence. <laughs> but some flaccid evidence. If for you, you recess for 10 or 15, I bet we can get that evidence. <laughs> Which is a good transition. Welcome back, listener. Uh, Hostile Vibes, Wholesome Places with Hooks and Crow. Hooks and Crow Show. (laughs) I'm Hooks, that's Crow. What up? There it is. And uh, before I forget, before we just move on, before we just progress, I'm going to cool my jets a little bit. You re- you really wanted to talk about something this week? Yeah, yeah. I feel like it it would be worth it to mention it because of just how fucking crazy it was. Um, yeah, I um, loved it. Yeah, I bet you did. I I found myself kind of perplexed the entire time as well. I mean, I was I was doing a lot of laughing, which I think is a good sign that I'm like not taking the insanely uh depressing events of this year too hard um but i was just like perplexed that our president has such a difficult time with words like it's just i feel like it can't be that difficult to to (laughs) to speak your mind in a clear way to all parties you know so we're Um, talking we're talking here about we we watched and loved i loved it the uh donald trump we the full 46 minute donald trump election fake election they stole the election from me video that he put on (laughs) facebook and listener if you haven't watched it it's so fucking funny i laughed a lot watching it i will say (laughs) he truly rambles on with with these like ridiculous cuts and like often such little behind it that it has the feel of like raw footage that they just shot a bunch of takes but you can tell that they cut a bunch out so he was up there for hours i don't know i I feel for the camera operators who were in there just being like okay what else sir what else do you want to say but it's truly his peak it's it's the most revealing type of shit where it just peak what he actually is, which is like a, a crazy old man with his mind poisoned by conservative media. Yeah. And so he's just ranting about there. There's one point where he's just like, I got, you know, there was an election, election day. This is where how he starts. He starts out by saying like, there's an election day normally. And then this time there was election days days (laughs) plural and weeks even and it's still going on and it used to just take one day and uh look at look at the first day and at 10 p.m at 10 p.m on the first day i was winning winning big beautiful lead (laughs) by a lot look at this by a lot i go from (laughs) winning by a lot to losing a tight race and a lot of votes come in and not very many of them are for me. 
And that's okay because I don't mind losing, but I want to lose it fairly. And something very, very terrible is going on. <laughs> yeah. It's just so crazy. It's so long. Yeah. I we I don't we don't have to talk about it for for too long, but like there were definitely I had to write down some of my favorite quotes from it because it was just uh, yeah. What do you got? There were some moments like I was laughing pretty much the entire time, but there were some moments that like just made me do that what laugh when you're like so shocked that like you don't you're so shocked and like amused at the same time yeah um, that it just like starts belting from you um mm-hmm. um i can't even remember i wish i had written down the context for some of these but maybe it's best if we leave that out but there was just at one point he's just like and and wisconsin a, a terrible thing a terrible terrible thing uh talking about the state of wisconsin um yeah exactly so much so much hand gesturing um (laughs) then probably my favorite quote it's i think it Mm -hmm. took the cake was when uh he brought out he had just brought out his first chart right because he brought he during this speech he brings out what like two or three charts of um, yeah you know i guess voter turnout or whatever um and then he's at the end and he just was talking about the, <laughs> these <laughs> these batches that came in so I, i'm gonna take a drink it's making me laugh mm. yeah crow's got a wet his beak <laughs> and um and he's just talking about some batch he's like this batch was received i can't even this batch was received in horror. <laughs> in horror. <laughs> yeah, it's like poll watchers all over the country reacted in horror. They couldn't see. They wouldn't let them see. And that's a terrible thing. Some of these places. That's a terrible, terrible thing. And some of these places are corrupt. Philadelphia, <laughs> Atlanta, Milwaukee. <laughs> <laughs> and he's, he just says so many weird things where he's like in these places they had no windows and the windows they did have were boarded up <laughs> like what is this what is this idea that he has uh, and he's, yeah he says so much and you know <laughs> I I have a fairly relative I have, I have a relatively high sort of like matter of fact kind of depressingly matter of fact acceptance level just like of the perpetuation of our dystopia i guess Mm -hmm. um you know where like i know i don't know i know that uh i think the best the best way i can think of to say this is i know that there is going to be like a rabid cult of fucking trump dickheads with red hats who like control gas town and the wasteland you know and like get, got their hands on all the guzzling yeah right after all the bombs went off and and control that resource and fucking raid villages and rant on about fucking making america great again and fucking 
Baron Trump is like their 89 year old decrepit ass like emperor god king or something yeah like drinks breast milk to survive yeah well you know like we're never gonna be rid of that and it's gonna do a lot of horrible things still but accepting all of that i am really looking forward to trump more just not having the direct power of office so having that one step removed away of like the shit that he says where I can just in- be entertained by it a little bit more without having to be like, oh man, what the fuck is he yeah, going like to do with, our president. with the buttons and shit. Um, yeah. But uh, where this, this got that kind of energy where he is funny. You have to give it to him. He's so fucking funny. The things that he says yeah. are so crazy. They're so they're crazy. So and listen, my favorite <clears throat> moment, Mr. President, of you in office, I think the best thing you did, they're almost all horrible and in, in irreparable ways, but the best thing he did was when he got he had the, the Clemson national championship team coming to the white house during a government shutdown. And so he ordered just like a shitload of <laughs> fast food into the white house. And he gave this interview right before it. And it's one of the few Trump interviews. I, I rarely do. I ever watch him all the way through, but I recommend if you guys can find this one, maybe I'll throw a little clip up in the edit at this point or something but where he gives this interview before it and it's so funny because he's like so he's speaking so completely earnestly from the heart and he's just like i uh we've got uh we've got a lot of food we've got a lot of great we've got you know we've got a lot of fast food we've got a look and we've got a lot of very big very big people, very, very hungry, hungry people coming in who I think can eat a lot. Um, and we've got a lot of food for them. And uh, I can't wait. We've got a lot of very, very big people who are going to be very hungry. I think they're going to be very happy. I think they're going to be very happy when they see what we've got for them. Uh, and I think they're going to eat a lot. It's going to be interesting to see how much uh, you can see how much we have in here. It's going to be interesting to see how much is left. Uh, when all these really big people uh, who can eat a lot and who are going to be very hungry uh, come through and eat all of it. Uh, I can't wait to see it myself. And just like, it's amazing. He delivers it so much better, but that is the substance of what he was saying that day. And like, that's truly the, you know, whenever people, it's funny that half of the country thinks that he's some kind of fifth dimensional chess playing absolute goddamn genius yeah but in reality the scale and scope and breadth of intelligence of his thinking is uh we've got a lot of food and we've got some really big people who are going to be really hungry yeah and i can't wait to see how much of the food that we have all these big people are gonna eat right yeah yeah no exactly it's like a a four-year-old's uh been given the the oval office for a day yeah but yeah. it's been four years you know and uh yeah dude i i think i'll have to go and watch that it sounds hilarious i remember when we fucking read out his his mcdonald's order 
Yeah, it, dude. It was like a fillet of fish and like two. It's two fillet of fish. <laughs> yeah. No, it's like two cheeseburgers, a yeah. fillet of fish, and like a chocolate shake. Yeah, yeah. It's fucking crazy. That's the only thing he ordered for those players that day. It's like, by God, you're gonna. No, eat. you can see it. It's it's everything. It's everything. Yeah. yeah. They got fucking McDonald's, Burger King, Taco Bell, Subway, oh KFC. God. How did they keep it warm? That's my question. How did oh, they it's, to... it, I think a lot of it probably wasn't very warm. But... <laughs> it just gave out cold fast food to these people <laughs> in the White House. <laughs> he loved it. He never. He was never happier. And I was <laughs> never happier to have him in the office. Yeah. By, Joe Biden, there's a good chance <clears throat> he does nothing in office that makes me feel that much joy. As when Donald Trump <laughs> ranted about watching all those big people eat all that food. Sure, sure. <laughs> so it's a high bar, you know, it's a high bar. But I can't, like, I, well, he'll be gone soon and he'll, he's still going to rant and, and be really destructive and, like, encourage his followers to fucking do a lot of delusional shit and pay him yeah. for it. Yeah, for sure. But, uh, <laughs> Oh man, it's just going to be easier to to find him funny a little bit. Just a little yeah, bit. for sure. Well, yeah, and I think it'll be easier for a lot of people to to not give him that that sort of credence they've been giving him for four years. At least that's my hope. Credence, uh, and, and, and I wouldn't be so sure about recovering that credence. Those credence <laughs> tapes. Those credence so, uh, tapes. Yeah. Um. So crow, <clears throat> my good. Avian co crow host Imago. My lad. Yes. Uh what what uh where where does this story start today? Where this... does the story of uh well a boy and his and his co- conversing bird companion end up in, in Calgary in um in a in a winter's night. It was in February? No. Uh, September. I, it was September. <clears throat> it had to be okay. around fall because I remember how how golden the Yeah. The outside that's what I yeah. Was. It's gotta be in the autumn autumnal yeah. season. Yeah, exactly. A very golden time. Um it begins I believe in in <laughs> Missoula when when it was just you and I setting out. Um we had planned on making this this trip to go see a concert up in Calgary, uh, which is in the great province of Alberta, as it were. It sure right? is. It sure right? is. Yeah. Alberta, Canada, baby. <clears throat> I haven't spent much time up there. In fact, I think that was the longest amount of time I've spent in Canada before, which is bizarre. Wow. I've, I've only been up there for like day trips here and there. But that was my first overnight, uh, first and only to this day, overnight stay in in the country of Canada. Wow, bro! Um, Set some bars. Yeah, it was. Was it 2016? 20? It was 2016. God bless me. Yeah, yeah. Before Trump got elected. Yep, exactly. It was right before that happened, actually. Yeah. Um. And and truly a golden time of the year. Obama was still president. You know, we were all sort of awaiting him pardoning the turkey at some point soon. Um, Eagerly. 
eagerly awaiting uh, and to make one of his classic uh, charmy dad jokes that he makes. Um, yeah, and bomb uh, an Iraqi wedding and, and bomb all kinds of good stuff. Right. But like, uh, yeah, Animal Collective was touring for, it was the initial round of their tour for their album Painting With. Crow mm-hmm. and I both mm-hmm. stereotypical white cisgendered uh, uh, you know hipster basic boys who love Animal Collective I guess you might say basic indie boys yeah uh, stoner boys who love yeah. Animal Collective yeah and so we were like we gotta <laughs> go bro where's the closest they're gonna go and they were it was either Calgary or Eugene Oregon mm-hmm. from these limited dates we had available mm-hmm and so we were like, fuck it, bro. Fucking let's let's take a little Tommy boy adventure together. Yeah, why not? I've got <clears throat> you know, through three hundred bucks. I'll go to Calgary for the weekend. Yeah. It was, it was romantic. We got an Airbnb. We got an Airbnb. Downtown so, Calgary. Downtown Calgary, which was, by the way, a pitching apartment um that had was uh, it I, I mean the window view was pretty oh, yeah. pretty stellar of downtown calgary which beautiful town i recommend visiting calgary if you get the chance if you're listening if you're listening calgary tourism board sponsor us um McCrow and i drove up there in year old cube your yeah. old kia soul yes uh twisting up bishops and uh falcon punching the uh, Grinch's house into uh, the moon roof. <laughs> into the moon roof, yes. That's Out well of the put. moon roof multiple times. Yeah. And having a grand old time taking the scenic route yeah. through the Flathead region of western, northwestern Montana. Yeah. And uh, up into, into uh, Calgary, crossed into the border. I, I, I loved driving in through Canada and it was the same type of landscape essentially Mm -hmm. but like the street signs were like slightly different Mm -hmm. and then we'd drive through a little you know roadside town and it would be you know kind of the same thing gas station yada yada but it would say like petrol or whatever Petrol. And there would be a fucking A and W in every goddamn town. Yeah, and, that was like, and like a Tim Hortons, and it's just the subtle changes that let you know you're in a different country. I remember seeing like political zones where it was like Alberta over Ontario or something like that <laughs> yeah. for yeah. like pro- provincial rights or whatever bullshit they got up there. Yeah, it's hard for me with the stereotype of Canada to take much of it that seriously, which in hindsight. I should take it a little more seriously, but I didn't sure. really take them that seriously. Before. What are you gonna do? Yeah, different flavors of chips. Seems to me that that like that's like the hallmark really of going to a different country is like what different flavors of chips they have. Because I know I noticed that there were a lot like of of like ketchup tri- chips and stuff like that while we were up there. I mean, given given our extracurricular activities on the drive, there's a reason why I was spending so much time in the chip aisle. Because um, those were difficult decisions to be made and not taken lightly, uh, and I, I remember distinctly like trying some ketchup chips, which can recommend, 
put that on my travel blog out of Calgary. Try the. I don't really chip. remember what I thought about the ketchup chip. Yeah. In hindsight, it's but decent. I I try it again. That's for sure. Yeah, but the landscape. <clears throat> driving but the landscape, I wouldn't try again. I wouldn't try Not that for me. <laughs> <laughs> no, it seemed grand. Like one of my favorite places that we drove through on that excursion because it was a beautiful drive you go through great falls which is a beautiful drive in and of itself um and there was like a valley of a thousand boulders or something like that if you recall yeah and there had been just, a rock slide yeah exactly that was there like, were remains under there yes yes from the great orc fights of the 17th century or whatever you know what i'm talking about there's these uh, big cluster of landslides. I can't remember what they're called, but mm. at, any, at any rate, it was just like, I mean, as the name would suggest, a valley of a thousand boulders. And I remember getting out and taking what I think was the longest piss of my life. Have you ever pissed for longer than 20 seconds? Yeah, I, it's rare, but I know what you mean where <clears throat> it can be kind of like a glitch in the matrix moment sometimes yeah where you're like you're like oh man i uh i really thought i was full to the brim here but uh, i'm tapping i really to me i like it because when you have that point where you're like oh man i'm still going here and uh it's just kind of flowing you know it feels like something's aligned that's not always aligned you know like some sort yeah. of chakras are in place that aren't always in place that's right. And yeah. if you're just getting like an, an easy, strong, vital flow for a, a long enough that you sort of catch yourself and you're like, whoa, man, this is uh, it's still going over here, man. This is kind of crazy. And then you're yeah. like, and then sometimes you're like, whoa, holy shit, it's still yeah. going on. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 I find myself, I think I started like laughing to myself when we were there and the, valley of a thousand boulders because you know you get to a point where you just start laughing because you're like how can there still be piz flowing out of me right now like surely there's there's an end to this but there doesn't seem to be a discernible end it just it's like it feels like a faucet essentially where there's like no seemingly end to the supply of fluid that's coming out it just keeps coming out you know like like could i do this infinitely have I been doing this infinitely the entire time and my life was a dream, you know? Oh, while you were just busy. <laughs> yeah. It makes me think about something, uh, friend, and I don't know, maybe, potential, who knows, listener to the show, uh, we'll call him Sick Nolheim. Mm-hmm. Oh, shit. Something that he said once that, I well maybe well, I might forget it at some point who knows but <laughs> when we were in like middle school or something where uh, he uh, was just kind of a lull in conversation and was playing Call of Duty or some dumb bullshit it's kind of like a pause and he was just like man I woke up this morning and peed for like a minute <laughs> <laughs> and everyone was kind of like stopped for a second and then was like wait oh that's a like, that's a fucking long time you know yeah. long as anything that sits yeah <clears throat> kind of took a second then we all cracked up and it was real funny i believe it i i firmly believe that like the bladder it's like that quote from limited limitless like most people use like 20 percent of their bladder and you just you have these moments where you like step out of that and you're able to access like 
upwards of... You can access of... 100% of your bladder. <laughs> exactly. exactly. And, piss, and you can piss strong enough that you go back in time with the dinosaurs. <laughs> and piss. You can time travel, but only only through only through pissing. Yeah, exactly. That's That'd be pretty I, cool. Yeah. I would do that. I if someone made that deal with me where they were like, you can time travel, but only while pissing. Yeah. I'd be like, all right. Yeah, but but like so are you are you talking about like but with whatever the scientists talk about with like time dilation and shit, I don't know what they say about it, but do you think that like your piss, though it would be 20 seconds now, would it be like 300 years in whatever time you travel to? <clears throat> hmm. So, so would it feel like you were actually taking like a 300 year piss, even though back here i think of it like this every time i go into the bathroom and micturate yeah as uh the big lebowski says Mm -hmm. it's like when squidward goes into that detached sort of uh, walk-in in that episode where he time travels yeah right and so like in my sensation of it I just go into the bathroom and piss. Yeah. And then I walk out and I'm in a different time. Yeah. Okay. So it it would, in theory, when you go back in time, it would just be the same amount of time as you spent in the bathroom back, back here in this timeline. Well, I would have to... <clears throat> piss again in the time that I traveled back into because mm-hmm. if I could only do it while pissing so I could I mean so here's something here's something I keep track exact track of what time it is mm-hmm. in my current timeline reality yeah when I start pissing right and then i go back in time wherever i go the old west yeah. you know medieval times yeah to kill baby hitler yeah <laughs> to With, kill while you're pissing <laughs> to kill uh high school mitch mcconnell <laughs> um to kill 30 year old jeff bezos um <laughs> The book salesman. (laughs) (laughs) To kill uh, Elon Musk's ancestors before they could ever reach the planet. Settle the horn. Um, Yeah, that colonized the horn. I go go back in time to do whatever. Kill Christopher Columbus. And uh, then the urge strikes. I probably that's probably the limiter as I only have as much time as I can like possibly hold hold it in <laughs> back in the past you know so that's what creates the external time where I can't just spend eternity back there yeah and then <clears throat> when I just can't hold it anymore I have to go I piss again 
and I time it up. <laughs> so I travel back right to when I started pizzing. So I go back in and then me and my uh, uh, the two timelines of myself mm-hmm. line up across the bowl just very quickly. Yeah. And then one goes back in time and one goes out and washes his hands and goes out of the bathroom and it's like nothing ever happened. Right. Yeah. Oh, damn. But, the, you know, that could be tough, though, because like, you know, what if you drop in and you immediately have to piss? Like you just you just pissed. When yeah. You, yeah. When Listen, you there's a there's a lot to this. There's a lot to this premise, you know, like if uh, I'm way too hydrated, if I've had a little bit too much to drink. Yeah. Oh man, on a night on a night of binge drink, oh, night of binge drinking, I break the seal. <laughs> I end up uh, just hopping all back and around throughout the ages with interim stops back in the present. That's a that's a that's comedy right there. We should write this. <laughs> we should write this up. Time travel piss. How did we get? How did we get on this subject? Um. I was ta- oh I was talking about the longest piss I took in the Valley of a Thousand Boulders. Um, but how I, did we get to that? Creating time travel. <laughs> I, I, I we'll have to listen back to it. Thankfully, we got it on record. But yeah, because I mean, that's a, I think we I think we should adapt that premise. You're like out on a night. You're out on the town. You're having a good time. You've had like four or five drinks. You're full of piss. Hundred percent. You're we've blood, all been there. You've act, you, you break the seal, as we like to say. <laughs> yeah. And then boom, hundred percent. You're back, and you're trying to kill Christopher Columbus while like slightly drunk, and like you really have to piss. You're like pissing your pants as you stab Christopher Columbus. And then, and then you're back. And then I get him, and I'm like, oh, oh and I get like tackled by the conquistador police or whatever and in the commotion i piss myself (laughs) and then travel back in so like back in real time i like fall out of the bathroom door and i've got some like bruises that i didn't have before and they're like john what the fuck happened to you in there and it's like oh man you wouldn't believe it i fucking killed christopher columbus and they're like who uh we haven't heard about that and we're Uh, i don't know the future is different we're in europe right yeah <laughs> and then uh, i'm like oh wow oh that in that bloody great and i've got an english accent and yeah. uh, <laughs> then uh I down a pint with my mates in the local pub and then i've got to have a wee tinkle again and then i go do that and then boom i'm back and uh i'm in ford's theater and <laughs> <laughs> 1864 or whatever and i I'm having a real long one and I'm hearing if I'm like, oh, I had a play or something. And then I'm like, oh man, oh shit. And I realize it too late and I fail to stop the link in the side. Right. Yeah. Cause you're just I'm like, like yeah. oh dang, bro. That was crazy. It was John Wilkes Booth. <laughs> and I just started pissing. Cause you could piss out of fright too. Like if you were back with the dinosaurs. That and then I'm, you, I go though. looking. I go looking for a bathroom, and I end up wandering through, across the street into the house where they took Lincoln, and somehow <laughs> just kind of wander into the bathroom of like the room and the bed that he's in, dying, and I wander in there and oh looking for a bathroom, and 
uh, start pissing and then travel back to the regular time. <laughs> they see there's like photos of you and old piss, <laughs> like old yeah. photos of you like pissing <laughs> like after like the you know like the berlin wall fell or something like that yeah and then i yeah, travel back to current time and i'm at like a college bar with a young college age <laughs> benjamin gates and he's like who is this man behind wilkes booth at forest theater <laughs> and i'm like whoa dude that kind of looks like me bro i was just there bro i was just pissing dude i was just pissing there bro you know when you gotta piss so bad you go yeah. 200 years in the past yeah and then i'd send him off on his neck like, you have the clue you have the clue what did you see in the bathroom at fort theater and i try to remember <laughs> and i can't oh my god you should pitch that to whoever like warner bros or whoever did it uh national treasure three is like benjamin gage trying to discover the secret of the the man who pisses his way through history i'll i'll write okay i'll 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 sell this i'll write up this pitch i'll write the script i'll do whatever i'll you can only have it on the condition that i get to play <laughs> the pissing the, man the piss the time traveler the piss freak yeah. Uh, yeah time traveler piss freak i think is a different story it's part of the time the chronicle you know i don't know well i mean i you know i was just thinking of like the time traveler's wife or whatever that oh yeah i was trying to think of a right yeah kind of spin on that you know the time traveling water sport enthusiast that's what i say what's that supposed to mean you ever hear of water sports like water skiing wakeboarding no that's the porn category for like piz oh yeah yeah that's what they call it these days interesting yeah um well okay so you pit you were in canada and you and you peed for a while yeah yeah it was a unbelievable (laughs) we were talking about right yeah it felt like i had slipped into the past um also just that landscape itself was really like red dead redemptiony in terms of uh in terms of just like all the rock boulders and the wheat and shit around it looked like you know some some quest you've been sent on in red dead redemption Um, yeah it was incredibly uh pastoral yeah rustic yeah beautiful um yeah very uh yeah which like contrasts that with like what Calgary was like to me. It it was just like we had spent like ninety nine percent of the drive like in extreme like yeah like pastoral land, and then you get to Calgary and it's like a hundred percent like the cleanest city ever of just like huge buildings everywhere. Um, yeah it hasn't we had an interesting approach where we drove up through all yeah these kind of winding mountain roads mm -hmm. and then it flattened out and there was this plateau and then yeah you could see it coming for a while before it came and yeah kind of city out on the plains but yeah 
I thought Calgary had some interest factor to it. I was kind of intrigued by it, interested in it a little bit, you know, new city, city, a new country. We, we arrived there, had a snafu with Google Maps, eventually found our Airbnb. Yeah. Got in there, set our stuff down, realized we didn't have any Canadian money. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, we had gone, we were there already and we had no money at all to, to use in this country. Yep. Um, and so we went into like a Tim Hortons or something and there were some people there and we were like, Hey, do you know, what? I'm not from this country. I, I think I turned to some people in line. It's like, Hey, I'm not from here. Uh, how do I, how can I get some Canadian money? Yeah, and yeah. they were like, because it was like after five p.m. So I was like, we probably can't go to a bank, and they were right. like, uh, go to a bank. Yeah, and I was like, what? Yeah, apparently Canada banks stay open past five. Yeah, so that was pretty fucking tight. I thought. Yeah. yeah um, so we just there was a bank right across the street, like right there. Yeah, we had a very helpful man exchange us some American money for some Canadian money. Yeah. Yeah, and I think pretty promptly from there, like maybe we grabbed a sandwich or something at, at Tim Hortons, which love Tim Hortons, will always be a fan. Um, and sure, I think we fine. promptly like did we, we hopped on like uh, they have great public transit there. That's what I remember. And we like hopped on like a tram or something to head out to the campus. Yeah, because the show was at like University of Calgary or something, the Animal Collective show. Yeah, which was what a sick place because they just straight up had a bar on the campus. Um, big fan of that. Big fan of campuses having bars, man. That's uh that should become a, a normal thing here in the yeah. States. Bring that, bring that to America. Yeah, the exactly. Canadians have the right idea. Yo, hey Biden! I've got, I've hey got Biden. some ideas. <laughs> you, More you like really... Biden. Yeah. <laughs> oh, shit! But uh, yeah, get, get out there. And I remember I was so juiced. It was my first time seeing Animal Collective. Which listener, if God, if you ever get the chance one of these days down the road, get yourself to an Animal Collective show because they are a, a sight for sure. Um, yeah, you, you won't be bored. You won't be bored. <laughs> you might be bored, but yeah, you'll at least have stuff to look at. <laughs> um, but I, I just thought like that college campus as well. Like it just seemed so exquisite at the time. Like it seemed like just a. It was I, pretty I big, as I remember. It was huge, yeah, and just this arena that they had, like. That sort of seemed to me like it was maybe the, you know, the mess hall or whatever they call that shit. Um, yeah, it was, yeah, like the kind of commons, university yeah. center type. Yeah, with a bar and a restaurant and like a full-ass place to have a concert. I just, I love that, man. Um, beats the Adams Center by a long shot. Oh, shots fired, shots fired. That's right, I said uh, that. By Crow against the Adams Center. I don't give a fuck, I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck. I'm not here to make friends, dude. Um, Whoa, okay. Yeah, I said it. But um, (laughs) 
my it was crazy seeing that opener because I, I remember it was like announced and I tried to listen to this opener a little bit and I was like what like what the fuck is this shit which is twice now where it's like you know animal collective will come out with just the craziest opener that you ever did see you know and this one was black dice um i'm pretty sure this like noisy type shit and we're there i i remember i, I like made a quick race to the merch stand because i was sure they were all gonna sell out of the merch and stuff like that and so i spent you know like you were sure of it a large portion of the little Canadian money I had on, on a hoodie. Um, and then, you know, m- maybe the rest of the Canadian money that I had on the fucking beers there, which were outrageously priced, if I do say so myself. Yeah, um, were you 21 <laughs> at that point, or were you fake ID in it? I don't remember. Or I think maybe you could be 18 and drink. Yeah, you can be 18 and drink up there, I'm pretty sure. So yeah, we were in the beer garden, we were we had wristbands, we were getting drinks, we were paying mm-hmm. for them. I don't remember <laughs> who their opener was, but uh, you know, we happened to uh, be jostling around in the crowd before the show, and you realized <laughs> you like were staring off to the side for a while. And I was like, <laughs> what is he looking at? And then you like nudged me, and you were like, yeah and there next to me was was none other than the old av tear one of the the founding members of animal collective as it were that's Um, right that's really wild man i think in every sense of the word yeah he's a he's a feral feral critter definitely um but then also like a soft-spoken little yeah boy also very yeah exactly very sweet humbled uh inwardly turned man um and he's just vibing there just dancing with us and i like uh i think i leaned over and said it's nice to have you guys here man i can't wait for the show he was like oh yeah hope you enjoy (laughs) it or something like that and we just kept vibing to uh whatever (laughs) sort of weird opener they had uh that i was kind of pretending to like i'll i'll say that at this point yeah um, i didn't i didn't really care about it yeah yeah it was it's just bizarre to me because like when they when we saw them in missoula they also opened up with like one of the weirder and not necessarily in a good way musical acts that i've ever seen yeah um, yeah um, uncomfortably so we got shushed uh, yeah <laughs> yeah yeah we were but, talking um, during it yeah and then Animal Collective came on and it was all good. Very, very sort of like intimate show. There weren't a whole lot of people there. Um, and there were our bright little faces just loving every second of it. Yeah, we were we were real engaged. We were the type of nerds there who would like be like listen to it and try to guess what song it was first yeah in the transitions yeah (laughs) yeah which is part of the fun of going honestly but uh for sure at a great time not an ideal venue i thought but yeah you kind of made do kind of make do with what you gotta make do with for sure yeah a great great time at the show got to hear some of our freaking faves in a bunch of different ways did that cover a Jimmy Mac? Yeah. I yeah. remember that was really good. Such a good song. I haven't listened to that song in a long fucking time. So good, yeah. Um, and that was great and a blast and a hoot. Mm-hmm. And did you meet 
our sort of NPC guide for the rest of the night? <laughs> Did you meet him during the show? Uh, I if like I'm not getting mistaken, beers, getting in line for beers or something. I if I'm not mistaken, I think it was like maybe after the show we had stepped out and we were trying to figure out what our next move was and i'm pretty sure i started like rolling a cigarette or something and this guy came out of nowhere and was like yo like could i bum one of those and and the rest is history as they say like that's he he latched on to us um that that's that seems that's what my memory is now um it could have been I bumped into him at the beer garden, but I'm pretty sure he was asking me for a cig because <sighs> I shouldn't have given him an inch to say the least. Because um, he took a mile. He took a he took he went many miles with us that night, um, and it was the sort of thing that just like I find myself in these situations a lot where it's just like it, you, you know you. I have difficulty telling someone no, I think. And I was just like really stoked. And I think a little bit buzzed and like this guy, he seems like a, <laughs> he seems like someone I should let lead me through the, this night in Calgary. You he's know? a local. Yeah. He's a local. Um, I think we were both filled with a little bit of, carefreeness a little bit of like we're here for one night in this city we gotta see what's up we're young we're full of cum yep full of cum or a jizz rather right yep young dumb full of jizz <laughs> cum rather yeah <laughs> 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 young dumb and full of cum he said and, and uh but i think you know i think and it had a few libations and we were like yeah bro the party doesn't stop when the show's done we're traveling bro let's go see what calgary is all about <laughs> yeah but i'm pretty sure you ran into this guy at the beer garden pretty sure i have that memory of it or just like talking to him a little bit there asked him some questions or something and then that's why he approached you later at like the bus stop right yeah and you I... guys got to talking yeah while we waited for and boarded a bus back into the city and i think he didn't i don't know what his north star for the night was <laughs> yeah, like i don't know what his guiding principle for what he was trying to do was yeah but i think it started out where he was like yeah we were like he was like oh yeah you guys are visiting or whatever you know what are you guys doing mm. yeah and then we were like trying to be like yeah we'd be down to go like we're trying to go like go to a bar or something in calgary we're interested in something like that and he was like, oh, yeah, sure. Like, we're, you know, we're kind of nearby where our Airbnb was. And he was like, oh, sure, I know a place or two there that we could go. Yeah. And then we, like, get off, start walking around to these places, and they're all closed or closing <laughs> down. It's like 11 p.m. Yeah, sakes. and he's like, oh, yeah, Rob, the Canadian guy, is like, <laughs> oh, yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> 
Everything around here and, I mean, shuts you, down you, at 10 p.m. You, you really communicated with him. You know, I, I kind of was a tag along, I think, really. You, you were kind of the point person with, like, back and forth with Rob, kind of right. speaking his language. Well, at the Vagabond time, I street him. urchin language. Yeah. You trusted him. At the you time, trusted, trusted him with, your, with every, every fiber of your being. Well, man, I, I trust someone who can trust themselves with a nicely rolled cigarette, you know, which is advice... You know, those words are coming back to haunt me. That's for sure. Did um, he did he roll his own cigarette? He, he rolled some, yeah, from my pack. He was like, oh, yeah, I love American spirits. And, like, rolled himself up one of my... Because I was smoking the, the, like, the bagged, disgusting gunpowder American spirit tobacco back then. And I guess that was one of Rob's favorites or something like that. Um, and that's <laughs> he loved in, it. Initially, how we bonded before we got onto the onto the bus or whatever um but yeah i just remember like being so shocked when he brings us and and why was he surprised to to find he he seemed to like be and he was weird too because he would he talked to us about like yeah i don't i kind of i don't really know animal collective or anything yeah i didn't really know anything about this show someone just like messaged it to me on the street or something and i gave me a ticket and i thought i'd go and i was like for sure uh, yeah he just he everything that he said to me at the time was like sort of weird but i was just like eh, yeah chalk yeah. it up to a difference of culture i guess and these canadians are a little strange and also yeah. where i was just like yeah whatever we're he's <laughs> if nothing else he's getting us closer he's getting us within walking distance of our airbnb yeah right yeah so but we're then- like oh yeah so we have go ahead well, it's, yeah, just the next thing that happens is, you know. The bars are closed. All of our options yeah, All seem of to Calgary be... bars shut down by like 11 p.m. on weeknights, and it's a Thursday, yeah. which we yeah. didn't know. And Rob should have known and was like, oh, yeah, I forgot they kind of did that. Or like didn't know what time it was or whatever, but I was like, you could have told us that earlier. We, we probably would have just gone home. Yeah. But at this point... We were already a little liquored up mm-hmm. and uh, had designs on like having some kind of like memorable night. Yeah. And Rob mentioned in a very offhand sort of casual way, well, like the only kind of place that's going to be open where you can get a drink is <laughs> going to be a strip club. This is going to be a and strip And I know club. of a strip club right in this area that I've gone to plenty of times before (laughs) and we can just go to this strip club and have a beer. And I was like, all right, (laughs) if I'm ever going to do this, I might as well be right now. Yeah. I had never been into a strip club before or since. I don't know, but I don't think you had either. No, no. That was my my first time entering a strip club's doors. Um. And we went in, and yeah, it's, I don't know. There was a lot of checkpoints for entry. Yeah. We had to like get our IDs scanned and pay like a cover charge, which was like 10 bucks, 10 Canadian bucks. Yeah, I know. Which was kind of fucking bullshit. Yeah. Well, it's like, I remember having the idea when he told me, like, because I had never been to a strip club, I didn't think about all the rules that are associated with it of like, I guess I don't mean all the rules, just like you have to pay a cover charge to get in, which, you know, I was short on cash at the moment. I just thought it was going to be like some bar 
sort of like a bar is annexed to a bowling alley. You know, you just you can go yeah, in the bar sure. part or you can go into the strip club part. Yeah, earlier it was like a casino gas station. Yeah, exactly. In Montana. But like yeah. uh I uh what was I gonna say? I have never I mean, there are, I don't know about never, but there is seldom that I have ever felt more like a little boy getting away with something I shouldn't be doing (laughs) than when I just like me as like a little 21 year old or maybe even 20 year old still at this point. I don't know. Yeah, I was still 20. Uh, handing over my like a little montana driver's license that says like no alcohol until i'm in a month and a half like yeah. i guess in the u.s this yeah like clearly in my country underage id over to these people in the and go into this strip club and like go past the bouncers and like it just have never i've rarely if ever felt so out of place so like i was going yeah going somewhere i wasn't supposed to be going yeah for sure or it wasn't old enough to be going like yeah. i was not like i was going on a roller coaster i wasn't tall enough to go yeah yeah for sure especially it, it felt so exciting to order a a ten dollar beer there um but yeah because we go in and <laughs> enter into the strip club part of it and it's completely fucking empty yeah we're the only i wanted there. some cover of other people to like not have any attention drawn to me but yeah. completely fucking empty yeah. except for a one party of like lame looking business guys who are like chatting up some strippers and like into the whole thing yeah i walk in and i don't know what you would expect <laughs> you, you know what they're gonna be but i walk in and just see it and it is like yeah it's fucking tables and poles and girls dancing and completely fucking empty except for these like gelled hair business guys it feels like it should be fake but it's yeah. real and i'm in there and i just like um, i remember i immediately started giggling and was <laughs> yeah. immediately like i'm not supposed to be in here <laughs> yeah, like there's nothing really <laughs> that i bring to the table here there's nothing really here that i'm interested in myself yeah and uh i am just out of place i am sticking out like a sore thumb yeah i do not belong here so i just immediately started giggling and could not stop and had to go into the bathroom (laughs) where there was like an attendant and shit yeah and i think it was you and i both just went into the bathroom and i was like what the fuck dude what are we gonna do here why are we here why are we here how do we get what is going on and you were like all right i'm gonna have one beer with him you felt like loyalty to him i did i you know i felt like he really was trying to lend a helping hand but but then this is so yeah we had this like bathroom covenant sorry go ahead well it's just it's like just with rob like it blows my mind like what was his mission that night like if he didn't really know animal collective it didn't like why why was he there why was he like mingling with strangers to try and latch on to their night on the town what what, what was this like at, at this point it seems like more of a mutual hallucination that you and i had that like somehow led us to a strip club like that's our own not impossible know. and it's a good segue because that's where i or that's where i was gonna take it too because i was like 
we had you and I had this sort of covenant in the bathroom witnessed by the attendant there who I felt yeah. bad for, but where we were like, okay, you were like, I'm gonna get one drink, one beer, and I was like, all right, I'll get a beer too. And we'll get one beer and then we'll say we gotta go to the Airbnb. And I was like, all right, fine, I can do that. Yeah. And then we go out and the beer for fucking Kokanee is like 10 Canadian dollars. And yeah. I'm like, I'm not doing that. But you felt obligated already. And so yeah. you did. Yeah. You got a $10 Kokanee from the <laughs> yeah. strip bar. Yeah. And then we went and we got a seat with Rob, who also didn't get anything. Yeah. He had like no and money. Then, and this was when he announced to us that he was like really just he was like yeah so i like texted my girlfriend she's coming to pick me up yeah and i was like i think from the what he way he was kind of talking about it kind of seemed like his girlfriend and friend were maybe going to come and meet him here and us here and i yeah. was like oh weird i'm gonna try we should try to get out of here before that <laughs> yeah. but then what was actually the case was just that like his plan the whole night had just been to get somewhere and then tell her to pick him up there yeah i guess that was his and quest. so like i think that what and that's where i kind of was like oh fucking we we, th- we felt like obligated to stay here we could have just been like all right dude we, we need we're gonna leave and he would have been like yeah me too I'm, I'm waiting for a ride yeah you know but we were like oh we should stay and so then we were kind of locked in drinking this beer but yeah i think his goal the whole time was just to get somewhere conducive to getting picked up by his girlfriend yeah. or something, if she was even real, if he was even real. Yeah. And our journeys aligned enough with his where he was like, sure, yeah, I'll go to the strip club with you. I like, yeah. did he pay a cover to get in? Did you pay for him? I didn't pay I, for him. I feel like maybe I paid for him or something like that because I, I don't remember him ever bringing out a wallet or anything. But I, you know, it's probably worth it to mention this guy's age. He was probably probably had like a good, like seven or eight years on us, like minimum, minimum, like an older guy for sure. Yeah. But, um. Yeah, and I I remember before he left, he I like one of the strippers came up and like offered you a dance or something, and yeah, and Rob we, someone was, like, came up to you. our table. And was like, hey, do any of you guys want to dance? And I barely spoke, I think. And I was like, no, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> and Rob was like, come on, bro. Like, you should do it. Like, just come on. I was like, nah, I don't, I don't even think I have enough money for that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. I'm sorry. Uh, and then after that happened, I was like, we need to get the fuck out of here right now. Yeah. It's so yeah. weird that we're here. And so we kind of just looked around, watched the businessmen in there schmooze up the strippers for a bit yeah and then uh we left and we left rob there before that i mean like in between you getting offered a dance and and us leaving is when the entire place was filled with what looked like a swat oh yeah a bunch of fucking cops just yeah sweep to the place or something yeah which you know i i have like mixed emotions about that um because it was totally weird and like just completely i i haven't really experienced that in a place and it felt like jarring to me in the moment of like okay why are they here like is someone in the fucking bathroom with a gun or something should we know something because like otherwise like why would you know you don't just expect they all look very casual i had the vibe of like 
this place was doing something under the, you know, slightly off the books, but under the watchful eyes of Johnny Laws, and they were there to take their cut. For sure. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah, like, that was the vibe that I had. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Like, it, it, either way, it was a surreal feeling. And I guess we learned later that they just regularly do like sweeps of places like that to ensure that everything going on is safe and stuff like that. I guess, that. yeah. Rob, well, we, I don't know if Rob's information is necessarily right, sure. but he was telling us that they walk through and will sweep through the like private rooms to make sure there isn't any like sucking their fucking going on in there. <laughs> yeah. I don't know the veracity of Rob's information, but we got out of Dodge. We got out of there. We left Rob there to wait for his ride. Yeah. And uh, I remember we do having a very sort of peculiar vibe of walking through a fucking completely empty calgary yeah like i've never seen a city pre-covid so kind of empty of people on any kind of given night even on a thursday like canadians just are chill i guess it was like do like we were kind of like sobering up and kind of hazy and like tired and out of it and fucking tinnitus ringing in our ears and yeah wandering through and finally getting back up there and figuring out how to get back in and going to bed and stuff and being like wow dude what a fucking crazy night you <laughs> yeah. know kind of like pro de- debriefing yeah yeah all of it and being like what the fuck was going on with rob at the yeah. strip club the concert was great though i kind of forgot about it though because we went to the strip club after that yeah ex- exactly <laughs> yeah it was just like the strip club was so like mentally fogging uh the concert in the and, and the and the experience because like i yeah and i remember that too because it was like fucking quiet quiet like literally no one walking on the streets and like every shop has their lights turned off and stuff and this is a pretty large city you know like a, a college town for sure but still like it's bigger than fucking billings at least bigger than d'Alene, i bet you know and it was just complete. I mean, it's know. definitely bigger than both Billings and Quarterly. Yeah. Just shutters. Yeah, I but, think it's like Portland sized. Yeah. Something like that. But something yeah. Like God bless Rob. <laughs> God bless Rob if he's real or if, if he's he not is real. real. He reminds me of like, yeah, like Neil and DeWitt, that type of kind of uh, elusive. Sure yeah ethereal kind of figure yeah npc type figure an npc that gets sent on its own side quest that even it doesn't understand you know like it it is there to move along your quest but it is on some sort of quest of its own that doesn't really make much sense to you because it's you know it's from a different part of the map that's exactly right then we got up early the next morning and headed right back out. Got the heck out of Dodge. Got some more ketchup chips on the ride over. I took went a back, uh, went back through customs. Had a real dickheadish. The Canadian border agent couldn't have been nicer. The American border agent couldn't have been a bigger chud. Yeah, unsurprisingly, Jesus Christ, like totally real cuck energy, real cuck conservative energy. Uh-huh. That guy needed a, a vibe check for sure seriously 
He needed an attitude adjustment. He did. He, did. he yeah. needed to check his two, dude. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he sure did. But yeah, suffice to say, it was a uh, it was an enriching experience. Uh, a beautiful experience, and then uh, shortly after, I think probably three four months after mm -hmm. this animal collective announced a slate of new shows mm -hmm. including one in our very own backyard wilma theater in missoula montana yeah and i stormed home into the door and stared at you and i was like what the fuck yeah and you were like what i don't know what you're mad about and i was like ah why the fuck why do we drive all the way to goddamn canada yeah and then they just come back here months later but we got to see him twice and it was great and we got to go to a strip club in yeah. uh, calgary on a thursday night yeah the place still my only strip club experience it kind of yeah. looks like you're in a strip club right now bro. yeah i know that's well that's, that's what i was gonna say it had like this kind of lighting in there like it oh was my god that is a, horrifying a very brightly lit like um neonish sort of place isn't that horrifying? How often do you just sit in that lighting? Until my eyes burn. Until my redness <laughs> just starts to fade. That made me want to ask. So yeah, for the not entirely eagle-eyed listeners or any new listeners out there, mm. the crow's nest is something of a vibe dungeon these days <laughs> where it, crow doesn't have any lights on in his bedroom except for a, a ring of led strips led strip lights around the whole uh, ceiling sort of you know rim of the ceiling and he has some sort of remote that he can control what it is and but my my question and my concern is like it seems a lot like you just kind of sit all day in uh neon vibe hell you know hellscape which like is is cool and very vibey but like in in a in a long exposure it makes me think of like men who stare at goats like psychological torture kind of like make you drive your mind fucking crazy yeah well i i think that about the standard fluorescent bulb you know it, it triggers me when I see a standard fluorescent bulb that makes me think of church. Yeah, I've uh, just got, I, I've got uh, covered, you know, lamp, shaded lamp lighting going on in my room. Which I appreciate, but, you know, I like my room in a certain sense to feel cold. Uh, I, I, don't, I don't need it to feel, you know, warm. I want it uh, to feel cold and alienating, not but, comfortable, cozy, or... Look, I see. I can keep it warm. I can give it like a nice gold, uh, and light some candles and whatnot. It's just more versatile. Just give it a nice gold. You can light just... some candles or something. Plus, ah. there, you know, you got to have different colors for different moods, right? So when I'm, um, you know, grasping, gasping, I turn on the green, you know, appropriately. Come four twenty, as it were. Yeah. Um. But, I mean, you're right. There have been days where I've sat in here and I have a neon skeleton head as, as well. What's known as a skull to some people. 
um, that Some I might keep, say. I'll just keep on for a while and then keep the fade with the lights on. And there was a period of about 30, 35 minutes or so the other day that I can't really account for because I had just fallen into this trance staring into the eyes of this like neon crystal skull uh, surrounded by these LED strips. So I don't know what happened in that period of time. I'm hoping it was good. So you're in the kingdom of the crystal skull. That's exactly. (laughs) I think it's possible while you're in that trance, you were maybe being induced to induced to do bad things. Well, (coughs) that's the other issue is that cursed piece of art. Yeah. 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 Stored away. uh, Is it stowed away? Yeah. Stowed away. It, It is stowed away in the desk here. Um, Though it is stowed away. That'll do nothing to mute its power. That's what I think. I think it, you know, whatever power that resides, whatever dark magic that resides within that piece, you know, can probably break the physical barriers. Oh, yeah. It laughs. It laughs. It laughs at your physical barriers. (laughs) Who doesn't? And then forces you to be a naughty little boy. One question, though, Crow, before we wrap this up, if you'll permit it. Yep. Why are you so nasty? (laughs) I ain't nasty. Okay. Do you think I'm nasty? I heard. I've heard tell. Uh, But anyway, I just wanted to say (laughs) that to make you laugh. Um, Why are you so nasty? Why are you so nasty? That's from <laughs> uh, Hollywood Handbook. Credit where credits due. But uh, yeah, that was that was that story. Yeah, that's been. Uh, this is forty. Yeah, <laughs> this is forty. What that, should that... we call this episode? What What were some good things we said? I didn't write any of them down, and I don't remember any of them. Oh God. Uh shit wow we we didn't we didn't think of one uh, while we were doing it that's crazy um i mean, the, I mean I... the time traveling piss freak was probably pretty yeah, good. yeah that was the one i was thinking of time yeah. traveling piss freak yeah that's what i was thinking of yeah. okay good god we got glad, 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 glad we got that settled yep. um yeah 40 episodes baby in the it's bay here's yeah. to the next 40 yeah We'll take it to uh, and 40 after that who yes. knows who knows uh thanks for sticking with us if anyone has listened to all 40 episodes on spotify mm-hmm. and you can show us that and you're wrapped do it and, yeah, and send us a DM at Hostel Vibes Pod on Instagram. Yeah, and we'll shout you out. We'll do something for you. Yeah, that'd be sweet. Maybe yeah. by next one, and then I don't know. Could be cool to talk about our our raps uh, next time. Yeah, yeah. bro. Everybody yeah. wants to hear about your Spotify raps. <laughs> Everybody can't wait. Everybody can't wait to see what was in there. <laughs> Yeah, I bet. Was yours the band? They're in there. 
Yeah, 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 yeah. You know who my top artist was, fittingly? Animal Collective? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I was even still here in the year of our Lord 2020. Yeah, they age well. Animal Collective, John Fahey was number two. It's been that kind of year. Oh, hell yeah. Uh, I don't remember what band. It might have been number three. Yeah. I can look it up. Surf Curse was in mine. Whoa. Big fan. Big fan. You're kind of you're kind of alternative, aren't you? <laughs> I'm your basic indie boy, daddy. You're a basal? Basal dog. indie dog. Basal dog, mama, come oifa. Basal indie dog, indie rock on dog, mama. Oh, God. What do the listeners think that means? Basal dog, come to your mama, oifa. Oif, um. Oh, oh Yeah. But yeah. Uh, yeah, thanks for sharing for okay. Banks and Dogs. Here we go. Animal Collective, John Fahey, Father John Misty, number three, Ooh. the band Towns, number four, Van wow. Zant. Towns, Van Zant. It's been that kind of year, folks. It's Hell been yeah. that kind of year. Do you fun think fact, you're cool fun because story, you. Fun little anecdote. Yeah, I do think I'm cool. Yeah, yeah. I do think I'm cool, Crow. Yeah, but, Father uh, John Misty. That's interesting. <laughs> um never mind <laughs> what were you gonna say nothing is it about father john misty no do you love him i love him you you are him i i i'm i'm exactly like Freaking him. father john swishty oh yeah. father john um Piss freak. (laughs) (laughs) Father Sean, piss freak. (laughs) Yeah, that you are him. I am him. Um, Well, that's going to do it for us, I think. Yep. I've got to go eat some chimkin. What do you think about that? I love that. I got to go piss. Okay. So uh, we both know what we're going to go do. Yep. Uh, Listener, here's what you should go do. If you haven't done it already, go listen to all 40 episodes. Yeah. All bangers. Um, Give us a review. Give us a rating. Give us a little shout out if you want. Yeah. On the social meads. Yeah. Go, and uh, go write it in spray paint on the nearest brick wall. Well, yeah. Once or if you've listened to all forty, shoot us a DM proving that somehow, or just tell us that, and we'll probably trust you. Yeah, for sure. And uh, we'll uh, say we'll do something nice in the next yeah. episode for you. You could have a piece of my flesh when I'm gone. Yeah, you can keep a piece of crow's flesh when he's gone. You can feather, you can pluck out the feathers and keep his flesh. Or you can yeah. keep the feathers too. Yeah. Feathers and fish. Flesh. Feathers <laughs> and fish. <laughs> <laughs> well, we've been uh, going too long, clearly, because I'm yeah. engaging in unintentional spoonerisms. Hey. Uh, so yeah, 
we'll just say keep staying safe. Continue not eating ass. Yet. Yet. And uh, most importantly, remember who loves you, baby. That's right. Mm-hmm.